Welcome Australia, you're with Kylie Roger on Good Health Radio. Thanks for joining us today. Today we have a doctor, a zoologist, a geneticist, and he is a former teacher, now Director of Therapy Animals Australia. Please welcome Brad Rundle. Hi, Brad. Hi, how are you going? Good, good. It is so exciting to have you. When I first heard Therapy Animals and met you the first time, I was like, I could think of nothing better in the world than having my dog with me at all times. But tell us, what do you do? Oh, so we, we do a couple, well, a whole range of things actually. But our main, our main purpose, charitable purpose, that would be is to train service dogs for people with disabilities. So most of the dogs, most of the service dogs we train are dogs for people with mental health issues, namely um, and clinical anxiety issues, post-traumatic stress disorder, etc. But we also train, as the name suggests, we also train a lot of therapy dogs. So therapy dogs and service dogs or assistance dogs are very different. So, um, and that's probably one of the biggest things uh, we come across every day is people trying to, you know, work out what the difference between the two are. But we also do pause in schools programs where we work with kids who for a whole range of reasons are struggling to attend school so that could be due to social issues it could be due to you know difficulty with a curriculum it could be due to trauma anxiety a whole range of things we uh, we provide a program where we, we work with these kids to try and re-engage them in school, et cetera, using, using our animals. And we also run what's called Pause at Work, where we take, take our animals into, uh, into workplaces, et cetera. And, yeah, so particularly, particularly places where an industry is concerned about uh, mental health and well-being of employees, um, it's a good, good place to take our animals. Yeah, that's yeah. very expansive so one thing that really interests me because both of my kids struggle emotionally is the pause in schools so what animals do you take into the schools a pause in schools program there's there's two aspects to it so the one is actually going into a school and the other is we also offer pause in schools program online which is like an interactive either a Zoom platform or a Microsoft Teams or something. So that, that allows us to access remote schools. But so depending on which one, so going into schools, we would use obviously the dogs. We also use rabbits and we use parrots. Parrots are the, are the, are the interesting ones because everyone's sort of like, oh, what do you do with a parrot? But the parrots, are they're very interactive. So the parrots are obviously trained to do a, f- a few things. So, for example, picking up cards, throwing dice, etc. They'll actually do that for you. <laughs> the rabbits are pretty obviously cute and fluffy and cuddly, etc. So, uh, you know, if you've got a child who's who's quite anxious, put a put a nice cuddly bunny in their lap, and uh, it makes the world a difference. But when you when we're online. We've got access to more animals simply because we're not carting those animals around. So there would be things from on top of the, the parrots and the rabbits, you know, various types of lizards, stick insects, hermit crabs, you name it. We've got, we've got a whole range of things. And the, and the reason for the different animals is because a lot of children like dogs, but some children are obviously allergic to dogs. Some, some uh, children are obviously scared of dogs. And the idea is to be able to um, tap into a particular child's specific interests. So, uh, so we like our sort of the thing we really like to do is be able to tailor whatever we're doing 
to that particular child or group of children's needs. For, so, for example, if it was was one of your children who are quite anxious, we'd probably have a chat to you first of all about, you know, what are the sorts of things they like, etc. Yep. And then, uh, and then we would sort of bring in what we think would work best. Not not just in terms of what they'd like best, but also the programs, etc., that we want to do with them. What sub different animals lend themselves to those programs more easily. The thing that you said before is um, people with mental health issues. Now, do you? provide them with the animals the therapy animals or do they come to you with their own animal how does that work so it's a good question we're, we're a slightly different model to uh to a lot of organizations so what we do is we would we work with our clients to train an existing animal let's say we're going to train a dog for one of your children we would work with you either to train a dog that you already own or we would work with you to find find a dog, be it a puppy or a, or a younger dog, etc., that's going to fit into your, you know, your family life, your situation the best, and obviously perform the function that we need the dog to do. So right from day one, the dog is yours. The dog lives with you, and you are a very much a significant part in the training of that dog. So it's almost like I work with you to teach you how to train your dog. And look, we find that doing it that way, you start to get the benefits of the dog straight away. Um, obviously, right at the start, it's not it's not trained, but having a puppy around, etc., can be a can be a good thing for for anybody. In terms of training, though, so is it is it a certain person that can be trained? Because I remember speaking to you and trying to train my German Shepherd. <laughs> And you were so accurate in how we spoke to each other. There was clicks that I made with my mouth, with my fingers. It was a look I gave her. She was ready to go. I was the yeah. one that was not trainable. <laughs> so what happens look, there? We do, we, do, we do have those issues. So look, a lot of our clients will say, oh, my goodness, I'm the one who's going to fail at this. The dog's brilliant, but I can't do it. Look, it's part of the process. It's kind of part of the fun is you learning to communicate with your dog and we sort of facilitating that. So yeah, some people uh, are really good at training their dogs, naturally. Other people need a bit more help. But at the end of the day, we get there. So there's, there'd be hope for you. <laughs> we, could definitely, we could definitely train you to do it. What we say to all our clients is interacting with your dog and um, is the fun side of it. So it's not, we sort of try and set it up in a way where it's not seen as an arduous task. It's seen as you're just out there having fun with your dog. We give you the methods to go out there and do that. That sounds great. So, yeah. so that's a question that's just popped into my head. So it's all positive reinforcement sort of training you use. Is that right? Definitely, definitely. You want both a both a service dog and a, and a therapy dog. Are, you want those dogs to have a very strong bond with their, with their handler, in other words, their owner. What we want to set up right from the start is that there's, it's always a positive interaction. So the dog's always happy to see their handler, handler's always happy to see their dog, and nothing, nothing's going to you know, disrupt that model between them. So, uh, so it's all based on, on positive reinforcement. And literally, a lot, of, a lot of the training is, when you're starting with a puppy, a lot of the training is actually us teaching you how to play games with your dog, and those games lead to things in the future. Yeah. So, uh, so it's, all, it's all fun. Can I ask, how did you get into this? Look, to be honest, I myself 
suffer from uh, a mental health condition. So, so I, well, back in the distant past, well, still today, I've been diagnosed with uh, PTSD myself, which led to um, obsessive compulsive disorder mm-hmm. as well as clinical anxiety. And so for a while there, um, things weren't things weren't very good in my personal life in terms of uh, me personally. And I went a long time sort of, you know, struggling through getting through days at work, et cetera, and, uh, and dealing with all of this. And, and to be honest, I thought I'd hidden it from everybody. But I think my wife knew the whole time. Right? So anyway, that led to me ending up actually, uh, you know, ending up in hospital in a psych ward for, for some time. And it was uh, it was during that time that it was suggested to me that a uh, dog would be uh, would be quite helpful to me, and and where that came from was I had a dog, I had a dog. Her name was Maggie. She was a little um, corgi cross. She's one of those dogs who was always by your side, and I'll be honest, I didn't do too much uh, training with her back in the past, and. And I didn't really realise how much the dog actually did for me until until I lost Maggie. So and Mag- Maggie unfortunately lost just to simply to old age. Mm. But it was suggested to me that I needed another dog. It was actually my wife who went out and tried to see if she could actually source a dog that we could I could have as a uh, as a service dog. And we discovered that they are just. In- incredibly hard to come by there's just not that many of them out there and if you can uh, get hold of a service dog they are incredibly expensive so you're talking you know tens of thousands of dollars i am i decided that with my my background i would train my own dog (laughs) so anyway it sounds sounds a bit bit weird but i ended up um i trained a um I trained a German Shepherd who, who na- her name was Sabi, and she ended up being my first service dog. And one thing, one thing led to another, and more and more people got interested in in what I'd done with Sabi. And we looked into how do we uh, how do we go about actually establishing an organisation that would make these uh, these sorts of dogs easier to come by and affordable. And that's what led to us starting therapy animals australia that then grew from service dogs to service dogs and therapy dogs which then grew to um the pause in schools which led to the pause at work and it's just sort of grown from there so um so yeah so look it was through my own situation i suppose yeah that led us to finding out just how how helpful and wonderful these dogs can be and and that then sort of led us into looking at to well how do we actually make these uh, these dogs more accessible? That's the brilliant reason for getting into it. And thank you for sharing your story. No, that's all right. I'm speaking with Dr. Brad Rundle about Therapy Animals Australia, and we'll be back right after this break. Welcome back, Australia. You're on Good Health Radio with Kylie Roger. We're talking to Dr. Brad Rundle. Brad, thank you so much for joining us. Now, tell me, tell me, please, how do the animals help? So, it's look, it's it's different for every person, and I should I should point out there's um, the uh, it's a question we we sort of come across every 
uh, probably about five times a day, is what is actually the difference between an assistance dog and a therapy dog? And just, just in a nutshell, an assistance dog is a type of service dog, and it's trained to help a specific individual with their specific needs, as opposed to a therapy dog who's a more generally trained dog and generally trained to, to love everybody. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, you're, it's your assistance dog that has the public access rights and therefore you know, can access shops and restaurants and things like that. And however, your therapy dog doesn't. But depend, it doesn't really matter. Therapy dog or assistance dog, they, depending on the person's specific needs, will depend on how those how those dogs are, what those dogs are trained to do. So, to give you a bit of an idea, if you're talking about a, let's say, if I went from my point of view, so so with a, a background with post traumatic stress disorder, for example. I get to the stage where things start to become a little bit overwhelming if I'm, I'm stressed out and I will start to go through this whole sort of behavioral sequence until I hit a, a fight or flight stage. And it's that fight or flight stage where let's say I'm in a shopping center and things get a bit much, I will just dump my trolley and I will leave. Or some people can get might actually get to a fight stage where they get a little bit argumentative, etc. Everybody, it plays out differently for everybody. But so what the dog's actually trained to do is the dog's actually trained to pick on my pick up my my signals that I'm starting to get get anxious or get stressed, and then actually alert me to that fact. Now, at that point, the uh, the idea is that I haven't reached a fight or flight stage just yet. So I'm still reasonably um, in control of what I'm doing. So I need to trust my dog. And when my dog starts to signal to me that I'm starting to show signs of getting um, getting anxious, I then respond to that. And what I would normally do is it would be conversations that I've had with either my psychiatrist or psychologist that would say, you know, these are the sorts of practices you need to do when you find yourself getting anxious. The minute my dog alerts me to the fact that I'm getting anxious, I would start to practice those behaviours that the psychologist or psychiatrist has told me to do. And that helps me to not reach that fight or flight stage. So now that's a, that's what we would say the, the assistance dog is um, interrupting a panic attack. So stopping that panic attack from from occurring, but then there's a whole lot of other things that you can you might uh, need your dog to do. So, for example, let's say you had issues arriving um, home, and you know when there's no one there, and and for some reason you know walking into an empty house would invoke some um, some anxious feelings. You might then have your dog trained to enter that house before you check out every room in the house and actually let you know if anybody's there or not there. In terms of having bad dreams or nightmares, etc., the dog can do a whole range of things from turn on the light for you to actually lie there and, and provide a sort of a, a weighted support on you, give you something to pat, give you something to practice your mindfulness techniques or all those sorts of things. There's a whole range of things that the dogs can actually do help you some of them are in response to particular signals that you might give the dog be they conscious signals or subconscious or or, or unconscious signals 
and and others are behaviours that the, the dog is just trained. This is what this is what the dog does in this particular situation. So there's a yeah, there's a whole there's a whole myriad of things that uh, you can get your get your dog to do. I mean, one of the one of the classic ones is just getting your dog to um, sit in a particular position that stops people. You know, let's say you were uncomfortable in crowds, your dog might. Uh, sit in a particular position just to stop people from inadvertently getting into that close personal space so it gives you a little bit of more uh, feeling of you know able to be calm in that situation that's fascinating that is amazing so, they're absolutely brilliant when you when you see them at work they they are really amazing Wow. That leads me to, I guess, a question. If people need assistance or want to get therapy dogs, do they need thousands of dollars to come to you? You're, are you a charity? So, yes. Yeah. So, look, we are a registered charity. Basically, our whole, our whole aim is to try and keep the costs down as best we can. So the, what the system we work off at the moment is, is it's kind of like a pay-as-you-go type system where you don't have to, it's not, you don't have to fork out the money to buy your dog, fully trained, etc. You look, you do have to buy the dog, obviously, but um, but then the training is is done as a as a pay-as-you-go type type approach. So as you uh, as you attend a session, you would you know you pay for that session. We're not you're not paying for the training up front or anything like that. We try and subsidise the, the training costs as much as we possibly can. Yep. So that's where the pause at work, et cetera, comes in. So us taking dogs to to a workplace, we're obviously doing that and, and that workplace would, would pay a fee for that and then that fee goes towards um, subsidising the costs of, uh, of training for people in need. There's a fee for service, but it's a, but it's a very limited fee. And then we basically live off donations. So anyone out there that has some money going free and wants to help support Therapy Animals Australia, please contact Brad or Mel at www.therapyanimals.org.au. But going on now, this is my most exciting question, I think. What yeah. animals do you have? Oh, well, so uh, we've got quite a few. <laughs> So look, there's a, there's a number there's a number of dogs. So, so Therapy Animals Australia has a has a number of dogs. And what we, by the way, how we um, how we do that is we have uh, what we call host families. So where our dog will actually resides with a whole host family, and and when I say our dog, I mean um, Therapy Animals Australia dog, and then those um, that uh, that family is the dog's family for life. Yeah. Um, so it's like it's it's their dog in a sense and but then that dog is used in a number of our a number of our, our programs and, and more than more than often it's the it's a member of the host family that's actually volunteers their time and comes with us either either myself or with mel or one of our um one of our staff to um to you know particular events etc so we've got look, we've got a number of uh, golden retrievers the famous one, I should say, is Bailey. <laughs> so, if anyone wants to wants to see Bailey, he's a um, he's an eighteen month old golden retriever. He's a bit of a tank of a boy, so he's already about thirty six kilos, and he's quite a big boy, but he's absolutely beautiful. And uh, you'll see pictures of him on our Facebook page. So it's just Therapy Animals Australia on Facebook. And then we have Marty and Teddy, who are two golden retrievers as well. We have Murphy, who's a, uh, a Groodle, so he's a Golden Retriever Cross Poodle. 
we have Ali, who's a little uh, border collie. I say border collie. She's more a border collie than anything else, but she's not exactly a pure border collie. <laughs> so, um, so does Ali <laughs> – this is, this is like, who's at your house, Brad? Who's yeah, at your so, house? And then we have, we have my dog. When I say my dog, this is uh, – I lost my – um, first service dog, Savi, I lost her about a year ago. So I'm actually in the process of, of training another little pup up, which is Radar. So Radar's a little black and tan, German Shepherd as well. So um, so those are those are the dogs. And then look, we have a lot of our, a lot of uh, dogs we've trained for clients, etc., who are now volunteering in our programs. Then we have a whole range of other things. So we've got quite a few little rabbits. They actually live at our therapy animal centre. We have quite a few parrots. So if you if you ever on uh, if you ever online with us us uh, for a Zoom session, you will hear you will hear voices in the background saying hello, how are you, what you're doing, etc. And they are generally a range of parrots. So we have some Amazon parrots, we have macaws, we have some conyers, etc. And then we've got we've got a, a selection of lizards. So we've got a shingleback, a blue tongue. Uh, bearded dragon etc who you'll also see uh, if you're online and then the selection of hermit crabs and stick insects the one i'm i'm sort of taken to at the moment is got quite a few fish Ooh. which you'll be surprised so the fish well the fish we use in our pause in schools programs because particularly when you're teaching uh, various aspects of the curriculum they, they're very handy to teach from but, but yeah, I'm starting to get myself into the whole marine tank world, so, wow. which, is which is absolutely beautiful. So, um, so that that's a new thing of mine. If you ever online with us on Zoom, Kylie, we'll uh, I'll be happy to introduce you to uh, <laughs> some of the fish. So, that's so funny. <laughs> we do have a bit of a, a bit of a collection. It's 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 really good. So I would like to know more about radar because your you, your wife's Mel and you've got two kids. So. Yeah. Have they all got their own therapy animals? No, no. So, um, so Radar is look. Bailey is uh, Bailey, the golden retriever that I was telling you about. Is um, that that's my wife's dog, and I have Radar. So, Radar being a, as I said, a black and tan, what they call a Western Lion uh, German Shepherd. He's a, he's a big boy. He's five and a half months at the moment, and he's just hit thirty kilos. <laughs> so he's. Uh, He's a big boy, but he's a he's, a, he's an absolute sook of a boy, which uh, we love him. So Radar is actually learning at the moment. Oh, look, he's he's in his basic, he's very basic training. He's done a lot of foundation work, playing, fetching, catching, basically teaching him uh, that uh, anything he does with me is fun. And now we're just starting to work on some of his basic basic commands, like he's sitting and he's dropping and he's healing, etc. So, uh, but he's actually he's actually lying here next to me as I'm talking to you. That's so what he follows he follows me everywhere. Oh, how adorable! So we can see Radar on Facebook. Is that right? Yeah. So you'll see you'll see Radar and Bailey, and you'll, you'll see all the dogs on uh, on Facebook. Yeah, that's fantastic. So, Radar's a, he's a pretty special boy, even though he's only five and a half months. Brad, thank you so much for your time. It has been fascinating listening to you and just to hear the amazing things you're doing for people out there that need this assistance. So if you do want to contact Brad and Mel, they are in Melbourne. So that's www.therapyanimals.org.au. Check out their Facebook or Insta page. 
please like us on Facebook if you do look us up because uh, that way we just get, um, you know, if there's, if there's someone in need out there, the more people who like our Facebook page, the more chance those people are of seeing it. Thank you so much, Dr. Brad Rundle. My pleasure. No worries. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. You're on Good Health Radio with Kylie Roger and we'll be back after this.